the number of health workers who reported harassment at work more than doubled between 2018 and 2022, according to new CDC data. The report found that threats, bullying, and verbal abuse from patients and coworkers is contributing to burnout and depression in an already stressed workforce. This is Pulse Check. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. HHS is considering making some federal funding contingent on recipients adopting minimum cybersecurity requirements, a top official told reporters Wednesday. Amid mounting concerns about data breaches, Senate Intelligence Committee Chair Mark Warner is also crafting a healthcare cybersecurity package that could tie Medicare and Medicaid payments to minimum standards for the health sector. More than two years after Alabama lawmakers legalized medical marijuana, licensed growers can't move forward and patients can't access the drug amid a wave of lawsuits challenging the state's program. And Senator Bernie Sanders tried to rally Democrats and the Biden administration to do more this year to lower drug prices, using the confirmation fight for a key healthcare agency nominee as leverage. Politico healthcare reporter Aaron Shoemaker is here to explain this week's developments. Thanks so much for having me. So we saw something kind of unusual this week. We saw a senator who generally supports the president and his policies opposing his nominee to run the National Institutes of Health. This is what Senator Bernie Sanders said during Wednesday's confirmation hearing. We spend twice as much per capita on health care as almost any other nation, an unsustainable $13,000 for a man, woman, and child. Yet we have 85 million Americans uninsured or underinsured. Unbelievably, we don't talk about it enough, some 60,000 people a year die in America because they can't get to a doctor when they should. So Senator Sanders has broadcast his opposition to this nominee for a little bit. What's behind all this? Yeah, it is unusual. And although it's been a very long time since we've had an NIH nominee, you know, things have changed a lot over the last decade plus. And over this year, we've seen Senator Sanders use Biden's health nominees as kind of a key leverage point for him. He has blocked, in particular, the NIH nominee, Dr. Monica Bernioli, her nomination since spring, saying he wanted to see a comprehensive drug pricing plan from the White House. He never fully got that comprehensive plan. But he did move forward with Bernoulli's nomination and scheduled a hearing finally earlier this month. So Bernie held to his promise and voted no on her confirmation. But did any other Democrats join him? It is worth noting that no Democrats went along with Bernie's push. You know, every single Democrat voted to advance Bertignoli's nomination. It's not necessarily that they don't care about drug pricing, though. You know, experts told me they just seem happier touting their success with the Inflation Reduction Act than holding up this key health nomination. You know, they talked more in the hearing about priorities like Alzheimer's research and the opioid crisis. And really during the hearing, they didn't focus on drug pricing concerns at all. I actually talked with one expert who said, you know, it's not that Democrats don't care about drug pricing. It's just a little messy to try to pair it with an NIH nomination process. I mean, I was going to ask about that because it seems like compared to some other agencies that have a more direct role in regulating drug pricing, what could Bertignoli even do in this role that Bernie is demanding? 
It's debatable whether this is the NIH's role or whether what Bernie is asking for is realistic. I mean, Sanders and drug advocates think she can do more. They talk a lot about reasonable pricing clauses, but some others think what they're asking for either isn't realistic or that it could stifle innovation. So there are multiple schools of thought on even how possible this is. So where do Republicans stand in all of this, both on the committee and leading up to a floor vote? So five Republicans, including ranking member Bill Cassidy, voted yes on Bertignoli's nomination. Cassidy said that he appreciated Bertignoli's answers during the hearing on drug pricing and that he looked forward to working with her to try to rebuild trust in the NIH, which I thought was interesting. And that bodes well for Bertignoli. She has this Republican support, not every Republican on the committee, but a chunk of Republicans on the committee. She also has buy-in from Senator John Barrasso, who, like Bertignoli, is from Wyoming. He introduced her at the hearing last week, and that bodes particularly well for Bernoulli's chances of ultimately being confirmed by the Senate in this position. When are we likely to see that happen? That is a good question. You know, I've heard by the end of the year, it could certainly be sooner. You know, something could happen and that could be incorrect, but TBD. Well, thank you so much for keeping us posted on this fight that's really dragged out for months and hope to hear more soon. Thanks so much for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. <laughs>